Welcome to the More Than a Mama podcast. Let's make some waves today. Hi, y'all. My name is Taylor. I'm a mama, wife, ocean enthusiast, and third grade teacher turned five-figure business owner. On this show, you can expect a strong mixture of sass, vulnerable conversations, and content that will empower you to find your strength and authority within yourself. Together, we will make an impact and rise above the ceiling society places on us. So take a seat and join me. You and your voice are welcome here. All right, y'all, welcome back to another episode of the More Than a Mama podcast. Today, we have a guest expert that I am so excited for y'all to meet if you don't know her already. Welcome to the show, Kelly. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're going to have a blast. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to talk about your expertise because I know that this is something a lot of my audience really struggles with. So I'm really pumped for them to hear what you have to say. But before we get started, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. Yeah. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Kelly Schmidt. I am a content and business messaging expert. So basically, if it has words in your business, I'm all up in it, (laughs) essentially. Um, And it's so fun. And like you said, I feel like everybody's struggle, like the universal struggle of the business world is communication, it's words, it's connection. And like, that's all I'm about. So I'm so excited to dive in. Oh, me too. Me too. So before we get started, so Kelly, we met, I think just through like mutual friends, right? Like you were in the cake money method. And then I think we, you were with Aaron and I think maybe Aaron was our like link, I guess. Yes. Yes, I think so. I think, yeah, Aaron and I met in a program and then, uh, I think, I I think we just probably ended up following each other just because either like Aaron and I had talked about each other or whatever, but yeah, it's been like a a nice, like internet friendship. I I know. And it was so chill, you know, like a lot of people, like when they first follow you, they slide into your DMS and they're like, Hey girl, what do you do? But it was never like that with us. We were like legit interested, like to know each other. So it was really yeah. fun that it was just like a natural, normal <laughs> friendship, not like a, like, Hey, I'm about to pitch to you type thing, which I yes. always appreciate. I do too. Um, that is like major for me. I am like, not no, like the cold DM. I'm just like, slide on out. No, no, thank you. And yeah, it's, it's really, uh, just nice to be like find people in like your corner of the internet that are like, yo, let's just like be real human beings together and like support each other's stuff. And you know, if like we end up like vibing and working together, or we just are like big fans of each other and like legit friends, like that's cool. It's like what social media was like actually made. Yeah. What we're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And like, not to mention adult female friendships are just hard in the real world. So I just enjoy that even online in the midst of this crazy year, in the midst of this pandemic, it's like, Ooh, female friendship. Virtually, I love it. Yeah. It's so fun. So tell me, I don't think I've heard your whole story. Like how did you get into, I know you have some journalism experience, but like, tell me how, like, how did you get where you're at? Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll kind of start at the beginning. So I, um, was a journalism major in college. Um, storytelling has been like a huge thing in my whole life. I was like that weird little child who made up stories in their head and made movies with my siblings and like had intricate backstories of like everything in my life. So it was like a very natural fit. And also I just talk a lot. So it just like worked out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I, uh, studied journalism, uh, and poli sci in college And then I went into newspaper journalism and did that for um, several years and uh, then ended up pivoting into uh, content marketing for a nonprofit. And um, that job was still very much rooted in like the storytelling for the organization. How do we use storytelling to help 
raise money for the amazing work we were doing in the community. And it was kind of connecting the dots of my love for um, deep storytelling and human connection paired with making a difference in the world and bringing people together um, for like a common cause. And, uh, but when I was in that job, um, I was in it for about three years. Um, I was feeling like I really wanted to connect back with uh, the local business scene. Um, when I was a journalist, uh, my predominant beat was a uh, features writer. And I, that meant that I got to work with a ton of amazing, like local artists, local businesses, like think farmer's market people. Those were my people. Like yeah. it was very fun. And um, just hearing their stories and understanding more of the like fabric of the local business community where I was living was just something I absolutely loved. And I was like, wait, I could do that. Like I could tell, help tell the stories of these businesses and help them tell their story even better so they can keep having this amazing impact through the work that they were doing and the passions that they had. And then I kind of started to work with some of my old sources and word kind of spread that I was like moderately freelancing. Um, and I did that for about a year. And then COVID happened, yep. <laughs> which, you know, mm -hmm. just really put so many of us in such a, like a weird position in our lives. I feel like it was a time, it was like such, while it's been like absolutely devastating and hard and it was hard on our family. Like my husband lost his job, like pretty soon into the pandemic. And we end up, ended up having to like move across the country several times and refigure things out. One of the things for me personally that happened was I was very much at this like fork in the road of like, where do I want to take my career next? And I was really trying to focus in on like what type of impact I could have. And literally it just, the path just kind of got laid at my feet. I was like, I need to go into this as a business. I need to like go full force into it. And, uh, I did. So I like, formed my business. I started doing this whole thing. And now here we are. And I work with businesses of all kinds, brick and mortar, like online based businesses. I work with coaches. I work with service providers. I work with like creative business owners, artists, like anything in between. I work with them to help them tell their story and do it in a way that's like rooted in humanity and rooted in deep, human connection and relationships, yes. because to me, that's just the ultimate, the ultimate goal and the best way to convert and the best way to do business. Well, I think yeah. so that's basically my story. It's yeah. kind of like storyteller turn business storyteller. <laughs> I, I love what you do so much because I feel like when I scroll through my feed, I am bored. <laughs> like, I am bored AF. I'm like, oh, another 5K post. Oh, tracking your ideal client. Oh, Black Friday. So I'm like, is there, I mean, it's just so surface level. And I know you see it too. It's like, is there nothing original about you? Like, is there yes. nothing and there is, and that's what makes me sad is people, like you were saying, have very unique stories um, that they could be telling, but instead the online space right now, for the most part is just like, it's boring y'all. Like I don't even scroll through my feed anymore. Cause I'm like, there's not, not I have, fun. it's not fun. I have very, you're one of the people I go look and see if you have any new posts. I'm like, she at least has something to say, <laughs> you know, like. I'm just tired of seeing the same things. And I mm -hmm. love that your business like pulls deep stuff out of people. Like let's stop doing surface level and let's start doing like something that matters. <laughs> like let's oh. say something that matters, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. One, I'm so glad that that's what you get, you get from me. Yes. Yeah. That is so exactly how I feel. Um, it's one of the things that uh, frustrates me like so, so much, like from the jump of me diving, especially into like the online 
business world, I just felt like everyone saying the same shit over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. And then as I like really started to develop relationships with the people in my audience, I would actually hear them saying like, I feel like I am saying the same shit over and over again. And I'm like, well, cause that is happening. That's, <laughs> that's what legitimately, you're doing. <laughs> that's legitimately what is happening. And I'm like, Ooh, I like really can help remedy this. Like yeah. I can help people find the true story. They are trying to tell with who they are, what their business is and who their people are and help them have something to say, because we all have something to say. Like we're all chatting with each other in the DMs saying mm-hmm. whatever the heck to everybody about how we're actually feeling. But then when we post on our feeds or we create our email sequences or we like make our mini trainings and stuff, it's just like the same regurgitated stuff. And then it's like, why aren't these things connecting? So it's like, I'm just literally like on a mission to get people to connect back to that and find ways to like move forward with their own narratives in a way that's like just completely their own. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, we should do like a collaborative workshop. Like how cool would that be to do a workshop where it's like, let's find your unique framework and then let's find your unique way to communicate that framework. Okay. That would be so cool, Kelly. You want to do it? This is actually my dream. This is actually my dream because I I did your framework workshop. You did? Yeah, which was absolutely amazing. Anybody, any if whenever this comes back out again, like people, you need to you need to, yeah, there we go. You need to run. Like (laughs) run. Like get stop scrolling, go to Taylor's feed and go do it. There just like Aaron can save this part right here and just, you can use it. Um, but really I did your framework masterclass and, uh, because I was a journalism major, I feel like I have like a pretty good understanding about the way to structure information, but from an education standpoint, from a, how does that person not just consume the content and Mm -hmm. feel about it, but how do they actually apply it? That was like what I needed. It was so great. I feel like it elevated a lot of the stuff that I am doing in the work that I do one-on-one with my clients. Um, But also like the power that that paired with how people could communicate in the way that like I do stuff, like they're so complimentary. They are. It would just be insane. It would be insane. Like so cool. It would be like gone are the days of the of the people who are like, I have a totally unique offer. And then people jump in and then it's like, whoa, That's I learned nice. all of this before. What the yeah. hell did I fall for again? Yeah. 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 This is obviously so Because that's that's like the missing part. Ugh, let's let's just get into this. So I'm gonna yes. read something from like the forum that you sent me, and then I want to hear you talk about it. So you Ooh. said. I'd love to chat about the context that is lacking from content creation currently in the online space. We have a lot of formula content and standards that result in content that's surface level at best. Yes. It results in these situations where people invest in programs and end up regretting their choice because the way it was communicated and didn't actually give them enough. It just played on fear. I love that. I love, I want to hear you speak. Yeah. Let me hear you just like speak on this for me. Yes. Okay. So, oh boy, where do I even start with this? I'm very excited. Start with the formula, like start with like content plans. Yes. I love your opinion on this. Yes, absolutely. So, um, for everybody listening to this right now, something that you absolutely need to know about me is that I do not believe in any sort of standard content formula. I don't believe anybody should be using a standard content formula at all. And the reason why is because the only type of content that truly needs at least some kind of formula to it truly is like sales-driven copy because that is necessary. We need it. We, we need it to run our businesses because 
you know, you do have to make money to like have a successful business in any kind of way. Right. But the thing is, when we use formulas for our content, it is actually closing off the potential that your content could have on the diversity within your own audience. So this is like a distinct difference between what content is and what copy is. Copy has a singular purpose. It is to get you to like click on the thing, buy the thing, to convert, period. Content, on the other hand, can do that. It can also foster deep relationships. It can start communication. It can build somebody's awareness. It has all of this other context that can help bring people along in their journey of getting to know who you are. And when, but, well, I guess I should say, when leaders in this online space are preaching, here's how you do the perfect content plan so that you can have an amazing schedule of Instagram feed posts that you can plan in like, 20 minutes flat. And then here's the perfect structure for how your post should be. It is inevitably forcing us to bring the most lukewarm, complete surface level explanations to anything we do to people. Like do, I should say anything we do with people. And that in in itself is a complete disservice to the people we are trying to work with and the people we're trying to educate and the people we are trying to have an impact on. Like that's just major, I I think. And, um, but it's not anybody's fault. It's not anybody's fault necessarily. Marketing 101 is like, truly it's like, how do we get inside people's minds and master manipulate them, pulling the strings of their fears and insecurities and their every single thought and the way that they're probably thinking? And how do I get them from point A to point B, regardless of if that was actually what they wanted from me? And there are going to be so many like copywriters and so many business coaches that are going to be like, I hate this woman. <laughs> But um, but it's no. Just I true. think it's good. I think it's good to challenge why we teach and do things the way that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you would have asked me a year ago how I coach, it would be very different from what I believe in now, right? And I think that's okay. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, "Wow, Kelly is right," it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> like it's not about who's right and who's wrong. In my opinion, it's like, who's willing to be like, wow, there's a better way to do this. There's a more ethical and authentic way. Like I'm going to start leaning towards that way. Cause I know I've done that in my business. Um, yes, absolutely. It's so important. Like, yeah. and, and we can touch on this at another point, I think, but I think there with this, like, well, actually, no, I'm just going to dive into it this with <laughs> this, this formulaic, um, mindset around the way we communicate in our businesses, it has created this kind of sense of content should be secondary. And to me, that's just completely like ridiculous because content, in my opinion, like I said, at the beginning of this, it's anything with words in your business. If you think that content should be secondary, if you think that content should be the easiest thing for you to do, the fastest thing to do in your business, so you can just like get on to better stuff, you are missing out on the opportunity to like truly grow and like foster your communication and relationships and connection with the people who do and don't buy from you. Like, when we only think that content should have one purpose, conversion, and we think the only reason why we should be even showing up is if it's going to convert somebody here and now, we are literally just telling our our potential clients all the time, we are telling our communities all the time that their only worth to me is the money they give to me. And that is such a disservice. That is such a like as somebody who is a literal professional communicator, mm-hmm. like that is just so hard. But the thing is, it's 
it's taught this way to show that the tangible importance of the, the words that we say in our business should just be money rather than it being like human connection, like people like growing and changing and like developing over time and like growing this business that they love. And I don't think anybody, I don't, I truly believe this. I don't think anybody is sitting there, sitting here, listening to this or who's in the online business world is thinking like, Oh, I'm just, I only think of the people who pay me or the people who follow me are numbers and like dollar signs in my bank account. But this like mindset around what content is in our business, it's like subconsciously saying that to people. Cause yeah. I get DMS, I get DMS every single day of the week from people saying like, why is my content not converting? Why is my content not converting? Why is my content not helping people see why they need to invest in me? And I'm like, well, do you only think your content is worth making if someone invests in you from it? Like it's just flipping that perspective on its head. And I think that's another major piece of why formulate content feels surface level, because like, if that's all your content's good for, then you really don't have that much to say. Yeah. It's just the same stuff over and over. And then you run out of ideas. So you start repurposing content that you did a month ago, which again, repurposing, it's okay. But like, there has to be a balance. You know, yes, we have to have copy that converts. Yes, we need to drive sales. We have to make money. But like, I think people greatly underestimate the value of storytelling and letting their audience know about them and having opinions like a lot of y'all have clients that aren't aligned with you because your clients don't know you. Mm-hmm. Like at oh, this point, major. at this point, I mean, people know, like if they know my values and they know if you're not aligned with my values, don't even apply. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like when you make it very clear about who you are and what you stand for, a lot of your client problems are going to go away because your community is going to become very aware of not just you selling, but what your business actually stands for and the impact that you're wanting to make outside of making money. Like people just greatly undervalue only, only doing like only planning content that is to make a sale. Yes. Oh, no, they, they do. And I also think there is some misconception around what storytelling actually looks like Mm -hmm. when you are a business. Like, People think story is like beginning, middle, end. It is, I'm telling the story about this particular situation and the, or this particular client story or this particular whatever. But really what storytelling is in business, it's, it's so layered, right? We have Mm -hmm. the story of our business, which is the, like how you came up, like how you found your passion, what you're impact is and how you move through the amazing things that you do in your business. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we have storytelling in business. That is, um, the way that we present our information, like in the amazing resources that we make in the educational things that we create in any type of product that we have, what's the story behind anything basically in your product suite? Why does that fit into the overall story of your business? Why does this fit into the impact you're trying to make? And then there are the storytelling layers that are the things like your Instagram stories, like the IGTVs you do, the email sequences that you create, the feed posts you create. All of that is also storytelling as well. Like when we put content in this box of, is it going to convert people to be in my world? We are discrediting the idea that people can't be in our world without giving us money in return. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when we treat people like actual humans, like, oh, hey, I actually want to build a genuine relationship with you. And like, here's who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. It helps bring the people we'd actually like love, 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 Mm -hmm. love to work with into our world. 
And usually those people end up wanting to work with you in in some kind of way, regardless of if you like master manipulated the situation or not. Like it's, it's incredible to see. Like I have, I have, my clients have seen how them just showing up and like embracing their story and embracing the imperfections that go along with navigating who we are as business owners in this weird time, in this weird space and seeing people who had been following them for months click like instantly or new people like sending a DM and being like, I legitimately have never for real, never felt more seen by something on the internet. Like, how is that not like major impact? How is that not like majorly important for us to do as business owners? And I think that's what we all want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Um, I I just can't like, I, I think I connect to your content so much because I love writing. Like as a teacher, writing was my favorite thing to teach because like, I loved helping students find things that they needed to say. You know, like writing is such a powerful tool that so many people just greatly underestimate. And I, and it just makes me sad because like when I look at my feed and I'm just scrolling through the same post every dang day and I'm bored, I'm like, we can do better than this, you know? business, like the online space is changing, like whether people are wanting to change with it or not, it's, it's evolving and it's becoming more human. And, you know, everybody's like people buy from people, but I'm like, okay. So like, is your strategic content plan showing who you are as a person? Like you're saying that, (laughs) you're saying that, but it's still, it's still surface level. It's still boring. Um, or it's manipulative. Like it doesn't make people feel like they, like there shouldn't be a hierarchy. Like just because I'm an expert at this doesn't mean that I'm better than you. It means that I can help you if you need it. Right. Yes, exactly. exactly. And we have to be so careful with our content, like how we position ourselves. Like I use the word authority almost all the time, like a year ago, you know, like and hearing that word now, I'm like, ooh, Taylor, like swerve. <laughs> because I don't want to be like an authority. I'd rather maybe be like an expert. Like, here's what I'm very knowledgeable about. Like in. a leader. Like, yeah, it's like a leader, it's you know. Leadership. Yeah. And it's just like everything comes from how you say things, right? It's so, and I love that's I think that's why I love your content, Kelly, because I believe in the power of writing so much. It's It's so powerful. It is powerful. It's, it's like, think about the way that we like found our like best pals. Like think about the way that we connect with like, just like anything in this world, like our favorite TV shows, our favorite movies, our favorite like songs on the radio. Like it, it is how the words make us feel. And it's how the words connect to something that's below the surface, you know? And that is something that, like you said, is just kind of not embraced in the online business world nearly as much as it is in like the, like out, I say like outside business, like out, like there's (laughs) inside and outside, but you get what I'm saying. Like in the three-dimensional world, I guess. Um, It's just so different, I feel like. And uh, I was talking with um, a client recently about how, um, like, I I was trying to contextualize the huge importance that words have in our business. And what I realized was words in our business are essentially like the equivalent of when you walk into an awesome local shop or boutique and you just like feel the vibe. You like feel it. Yeah. Like, like we don't home. have that in the <laughs> online space. Yeah, it's true though. Yes. Like we we used to think it was the aesthetic of our feeds. We used to think it was like, oh, you click on the name and then you see the you not that branding and brand colors and brand everything is not hella important. It's so mm-hmm. important, but it feeds each other, right? Like we used to think it was only aesthetic that gave us that 
oh, you're walking into the shop. I like get the vibe of this place. Like this, this is making me feel at home. This is making me feel the thing I need to feel right now. So I can feel motivated to like connect with these people. But really what it actually is, is our words. It is like, how do people feel when they scroll our feed and they click on the first few posts here? And then they keep scrolling down. How do they feel when they watch your highlights and they see you on stories like, or they look at your IGTVs or now reels? Like, how are they feeling when they read through it? Mm-hmm. How are we getting people to the ends of our captions? Like we, we talk a lot in this space about how we like hook people in so that they read the thing and then they click save even before they've read the whole thing or, or shared it regardless of if they read the caption or not. And I just like, I just like, don't think that's the true name of the game. Like if you're trying to actually foster community, you need to make people who are new feel so welcomed in once they find you on your feed through the things that you say and the way you are trying to like cultivate the relationships with those people that they want to stay. They want, they, they think about you outside of Instagram or they think about you outside of the, your weekly email. And they're like, I look forward to Wednesday when I can see Taylor's amazing (laughs) email. And I click on that and I see the great subject line. And then I see her like telling me something that was deeper than anything I had read even on her feed, because it's something else. It's like continuing the conversation. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome because like when I explained this, like how words are basically the equivalent of like a store aesthetic Mm -hmm. or whatever, she was like, oh damn, (laughs) that's like exactly what I've been trying to do. Like, this is like, I think the thing that every online business owner is trying to create, but we have been told through industry leaders or, or norms in this space that the way to grow the way to do business is to constantly think about like the up level. How do we do like the tangible strategic things to expand our little world when what content can do is not only help you do the expanding of your world, but it can also like help you foster that amazing community when your world is still small. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, so I have people listen to this podcast. You know, I've been in the online space for about a year. Um, I have people who still follow me, who listen to my podcast, who watch every single thing that I do that have been following me for the past year. And even if they like never invested me, I always feel so grateful that people take time out of their day because time is precious for everybody to listen to my podcast, to read my posts, to like flat or turn on the notifications for my story. So they know when I say something like that's just, that is impact, right? Like when we're able to build and connect with people on a deep level and add humanity into our business, because I'm so big on that. I'm like, I just right now. You know what I mean? Like, let's create human-based businesses. Like, I want everybody to know who works with me or who follows me. Like, I'm a human. Like, my daughter literally locked me out of the house yesterday, Kelly. I like died laughing. <laughs> I was like, that's incredible. That's incredible. Like, you know, that. I just want to keep it real. Like, let's just keep it real, right? Like. Life is challenging for a lot of people right now. You know, we have the election. If you're listening to this, we still don't know who our president's going to be. We have the pandemic. Like there is so much going on right now and it can be so harmful to our community if we don't acknowledge that we are humans, that there are things going on, that there are challenges, that how I perceive the world as different than how my community does. So I need to be mindful of that when I'm speaking and when I'm communicating, you know, like let's just make it deeper than pretty feeds and cute pictures. And let's add some like humanity to it. (laughs) For sure. And how can people think that that can't happen without content that does more than just like hook you in 
to get you to like opt into something. And guys, I am not trying to like shit all over like doing content strategically, but the thing that I don't, the thing that I think differentiates the way that I approach content in business is that I believe strategic content comes from your story. How can you like, how can content only be strategic if it's formulaic? When in reality, true strategy is like, is rooted in something that is deep. It's rooted in something like impact. It's rooted in something like humanity. Like the strategy is important. Absolutely. You need to have both. You absolutely yeah, you have, have to have both. both. But, but the thing is, and I think that this is where the, like there are a lot of content that is taught, whether it's in like a business course or by anybody, frankly, or how people execute on content is that they're all strategy, but they aren't sure how to connect the dots with the humanity. How do we bring that about so that every bit of content we create is strategic? Like I'm going to be like, this is going to sound like, I don't, maybe it'll be controversial. I don't really know. (laughs) Um, I like do not create content in a way that's linear. I'm not constantly thinking about how does this feed into this, feed into this, feed into this. I know the core narratives of my business so foundationally and how everything in my product suite marries up with it, that nothing that I create feels random, but it also doesn't feel like it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, like step way for you to get into my world. It's just, I am just embodying what it is to be who I am in my business. And that is innately strategic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I mean, I haven't posted this week cause I don't want to, um, yeah. I do content. I do content. Like my content plan is whenever Taylor feels like writing content. I do. There I we go. That. That's it. I love whenever that. I want to show up on stories, I do, but here's the kicker y'all. So you're able to have this freedom with your content strategy, when you have deep understanding of the like skills, like important skills that are needed to also grow your business. So this is my little, I'm going to just going to slide in here real quick, Kelly. So when y'all are teaching about, and you're teaching your clients about market research, ideal client, how those things play into your content, you shouldn't be giving them like, okay, you did market research. Now you did the post. If you can teach the idea of market research and the skill of market research, they're able to have understanding of what their client wants. And then that can tie into their product suite that can tie into how they message. But that's like, that's my whole thing, Kelly, is I'm like, if we can teach skills, like things that are neat, you have to know who your ideal client is. You have to know how to build an offer off of market research and your ideal client. You have to be able to do these things that are needed. You know, a lot of it is strategy, right? Like it is strategic. But when you have deep understanding of the skills that are being taught, that allows you to have freedom in how you communicate that. Absolutely. That is like literally the foundation of how I teach people to create their core narratives in their business and the way that they like create content in general. It isn't like, here's how you write the perfect types of captions for stories that are about your ideal client for, for, for captions that are about the, the, things that you are going to be teaching in your upcoming course that you're going to be launching mm-hmm. in like two weeks. Yeah. It's not that, that is not what it is. I have a, like, I actually just finished my first like group coaching course. Um, it's called no more bullshit content. No idea. When <laughs> I it's love it. Come back. We'll see. Um, but it was, it was all about create. It was literally, I walked these women through creating the foundations for strategic and connective and humanity-based content in their businesses, all the way from their story, their ideal client story, how to ask critical thinking questions, how to create content around their offers and their product suites. How do you be a leader through your content and live your values through what you say? Like, and, and everything else in between. Like, 
great content, a great content strategy makes your business strategy like unstoppable, unstoppable. And like Mm -hmm. what you were saying, you have the freedom to be able to analyze whether or not like you're, you're wanting to create something right now, or if you want to batch create later, or if you want to do X, Y, or Z thing with how you actually create content, when you have the deep understanding of what you do, who the hell you are in your business, who your people are and the impact you want to have. And the only way to do that, in my opinion, is developing the story of your business, like full stop. There is no other way to do it. There isn't because we, and we also see like so many people, so many coaches in this space talk about like, here's the productivity hack to give you like the, the best content ever and, and not like get so in your head about it. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. We are not all the same person. We do not have the same experiences. We don't live the same life. You are a busy mom. You stay at home with your cute as heck child and Thank your dog and like have, have this huge responsibility here. Like your life is very different from mine where it's just me and my husband and my in-laws and my dog. And we're just like figuring it out as we go. We've moved mm-hmm. twice in the last six months about to move for a third time because we bought a house, which is really Yay, exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. But like there, this idea that like content creation, content strategy is ever going to look the same across the board is just like completely asinine to me. Like it just like business strategy, nobody's business runs the same. Why would the way that you communicate it be? Yeah. And like, I know I have a lot of planners that follow me. So we just, I know that made everybody anxious. I'm a recovering recovering OCD planner. Yeah. I'm not a planner. I'm like, whatever, we're just going to do this. Cause my plans never just with my life. I'm like, my plans just never work. They just don't, they don't, they never fall into place. We just don't have a plan, but that's when you have, like, when you understand the skills that it takes to do a launch, to make a sale, you know, like you're able to be flexible in how you go about doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, we're not saying that it's bad to have a plan. Like, I know that I have moms who follow me where we plan out our content the week of, okay. I'm not saying don't do that. That is okay. But it's like where the content is coming from that matters more. Like if you're going to plan out your content, if it's, if it's a 20 minute process, I would just go back and reevaluate. Like if your content is actually saying something this week, right. Why was, why were you, I mean, sometimes y'all, it takes me a lot of time to write my content because I really want to be cognizant of like how my audience feels when I write this. Like, what is the purpose of me writing this? Do I even like this post? Like, am I just posting this because I haven't posted in a week or like, do I actually really believe in what I'm saying? And that's like the foundation of like what exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Like, why are we st- and it's actually something I talked about very recently that the idea of consistency with content is people think consistency is a uh, volume and frequency mm-hmm. when consistency is actually consistently showing up as yourself and consistently showing your people who the heck you are. That's it. That's what consistency is. Yeah. Like think about any everybody who's listening right now, think about anybody you absolutely like love to consume like their Instagram or whatever it is. Do you actually like, are you just like scrolling the ether of Instagram and then you just happen upon them every single day? No, you're like, I really want to know what the heck Taylor has to say today. And you're going to search her name and it'll be the first name underneath because you search her every single day and then you click on it and you're like, oh, she still hasn't posted this week, but you know, that's chill because like life, you're not thinking like, damn her to heck. We She's are quitting her business. She did not post this week, despite everything that is happening in our country and world. I'm done. I'm out of here. No way. You're not doing that. You're coming to her feed because she is 
a professional. She's an expert. She makes you feel seen. She makes you feel something with every single piece of content she creates. Like, and we need to start thinking really critically about the way we are trying to communicate who we are to. It's, I preach this like so, so, so much. Like, uh, like I have 10 years of writing experience, but it still takes me a ton of time very often to create great content, to create content that I feel so deeply connected to. But it's because I understand how to critically think about the way people, the way I want people to be in my space. I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking critically like, oh, what's the thing that is going to get them to share this? Yeah. (laughs) What's the thing that's going to get them to do like, the XYZ thing from this one post. Oh my gosh. I'm not thinking that I'm thinking how I'm thinking critically about the way I want people to be around me and my energy and just my space in general, in this weird corner of the internet that I've created. That's far more important than anything else. Because when you come in with that pitch, when you come in with the amazing launch you're about to do with this offer that's going to like kick some serious ass, people are not going to think, oh, whoa, let's pump the brakes. Like, let's not talk about this. This is icky and gross and I don't want to feel it at all. They're going to already know what the energy and the emotions and the feelings and the like the humanity that you're bringing to them. You're not trying to like, coerce them into being in this because you pointed out five fears that they have every single day when they like log on to their business. Like that's not what you did at all. Like, and that's like, that's content. That's the power of content right there is to make people feel seen no matter what situation you're putting in front of them on your corner of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I have like, I think it's like three posts in my notes right now that I've just been staring at the past week. You know, like, I do. I don't, I don't, I like write down ideas when I have them. Like if I have an idea come down to me, I've literally stopped what I'm doing. Even if my child's like burning the house down and I voice note it or I write it down. So I like have it, but most of my content, like y'all see on my Instagram, except for my stories, my stories are kind of like, what's up? Um, like my actual content, I think about it for a long time. Like, I just feel like I stare at it. And I edit it and I want to like tap into like, if I came to my, came to my feed and I saw this post, how would I feel? You know, like I critically think about my writing all the time before I ever post it. And yes, that's time consuming. Yes. I have 30,000 things to do. That's also why I don't post three times a week, most times, just because it does take me time. But those, those things that like, when I'm just posting something, like regardless of how many likes it has or comments or whatever, those have the most impact when it comes to my business. I mean, not, I mean, not even just y'all liking the content, but like, I mean, gaining clients, like people find my Instagram and they see a post and they're like, okay, I want to work with her. Yeah. Because what I had to say was impactful and it meant something. It wasn't just there. Yeah. Oh, that's like major. That's, I it's keep so saying insane. that. It's like a weird, it's a weird tick that I say all the time. It's major, but it's true. <laughs> um, thinking about how, like really caring, like truly caring about the way that we communicate with our people is something that I think is said a lot in this space, but is not, um, necessarily taught on how to do that. Like a lot of people that I cut, that I talk with in the DMS, a lot of my clients, when we first start working together, regardless of where they're at in their business, by the way, I have, I've worked with people who've been in business for like three to five years. I have people who started recently or whatever, and people Mm -hmm. at all different levels and stages of entrepreneurship, whatever, you know, I, truly like a lot of people, they come to me and they're, they're like, I have an execution problem, but they think what they need to do to, in order to execute better is to execute more because we have this concept that like, 
if I block off this time to do my content, this, this two hours, I better pump out like 80 billion things because yeah. the, because like, you know, America was built on productivity. Yeah. <laughs> um, or whatever, like that's our, we, we are not successful. We are not like our time was not well spent unless we got every single little thing done. And that's that. And I call bullshit. I literally call bullshit to that. Mm -hmm. Like, not that we don't want to maximize our time. We do. But the thing is, if you take the two hours to create something that is super connected to who you are, is everything that you want to embody, and you are thinking critically about it and know that it's going to make a difference for somebody who reads it, regardless of the outcome of it for you, that was two hours well spent. Yeah, absolutely. Two hours well spent. Mm -hmm. And that also means that you can still go on and do all the other very important things you have to do in your business because you're not putting this idea of I must have at least this. You're not putting like these um, unrealistic expectations into your work with your content. Like a lot of the stuff that we see from like industry leaders in this space when it comes to content are also like very aspirational and it makes me really angry. Um, Like we see people who are like, here's how you productivity hack. And then they give you five steps. And like two of them were stuff like brainstorm. And then like the last thing is like, I had my VA schedule it. Not that there's anything wrong with the VA. I've got one. She's amazing. I love her. And they are very helpful and not like totally trying to diminish like wanting other people to help you. But if you are like a business owner without those things, was that helpful for you? Her audience is likely somebody who doesn't have somebody like that, doesn't have all this other support. Like if, if we think more critically about the way we are presenting our information to people and how we're trying to actually connect with people beyond like aspirational goals or like the fears that they that exist very readily in their business. Our con- we're going to be scrolling Instagram being like, how am I going to do anything today? Because all of this was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it comes in flows too. Like a lot of people think, you know, because I haven't posted this week, like I'm not here when in reality, like sometimes we don't always need to be talking like this week in particular, I have felt the need to listen, to observe, to have DM conversations with my audience, like to check on them. You know, like we are in a very stressful <laughs> election right now. Um, and I know a lot of my community members are feeling it. And a lot of people think, you know, if I'm gone, pe- you know, like people aren't going to think I'm consistent. They're not going to think I'm this, you know, like, I think it's kind of a mindset thing too, but like, we don't always have to be talking. Leaders don't always have to be saying something. Sometimes good leaders know when to speak and they know when to stop and listen and observe and maybe amplify voices. Or, you know, there are other things that you can be doing. And that's why I don't plan out my, I used to, um, I definitely used to plan out my content like ahead of time. Um, but I don't anymore because I felt like for me personally, it was taking away that human connection that I wanted in my business. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to, I still have to sell. I still have to move forward, but I can do it in a way that makes my community feel supported. That makes them feel heard. Um, and that means that we have to, even if you have a plan, that's totally okay. But I encourage you to still be tuned into what's going on right? Be tuned into what your community is saying in their stories, how they're feeling. Um, You know, that would be good market research instead of like, what do you want to see this week? Like, how are we feeling this week? Like, what do you need? Do you need me to do some business stuff? Like read the room, (laughs) you know, I think that's one way to bring humanity into your business is even if you have a plan, you know, there are times where you don't always have to execute said plan. There are times where you can you know, listen instead of speak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and it makes your instincts better. Yeah. It, like it helps us be like, you know, like sometimes when you like that, feel that fire after you scrolled, like, yeah. and you're like, I have to say something mm-hmm. when we, when we take that time 
to um, be like reflective and we start to embody this idea that I need to be a critical thinker in this space of business so that I can better understand the community that I have and then the community that surrounds me, it allows us to have those real conversations. Like I, I'm sure you get this a lot, a lot of people being like, gosh, my like DMs just like aren't like regular conversations. And I'm like, well, why can't they be? Like I talk with people about like how the bachelorette's going. That's a dumpster fire all the time. That's has nothing to do with business, but yeah. it has to do with me being like, whatever. It's my guilty mm-hmm. pleasure. Like it's my, it's my yeah. thing. So when I see people talk about it, I want to talk about it. Yeah. And I want to talk about it with them because I genuinely want to know what they're about. And then obviously like with this, the very serious stuff that is happening in, uh, in the U S right now, like understanding where your community is at is like just non, it's like a non-negotiable in yeah, business. It now. Yeah. It just, yeah. Something where we are like, oh, I'm not going to understand how this could be impacting people in my sphere at all. Like, like we were talking about earlier, we all have such different experiences just based on literally who we are as people. And we bring that forward in our businesses and we need to be responsible for that. Like, especially us white women, like we need to, we need to step it up (laughs) y'all. We do. It's painful. It is like, I, I'm a white woman. Like this past year, especially has been something where I have had, and so many of us have had to take stock of the narrative that we have been told and fully embrace the fact that our narrative is not the same as the vast majority of other people around us and accepting that and owning that and understanding how we can actually move forward from here in partnership and not just be the forefront of the conversation because we've decided that what we have to do right now is the most important for me, myself, and I, that it has been like major for me. And I think major for everybody in the online space right now, it's been something that needed to be a priority and will forever be. And when we take the time to take stock, and like you said, understand that sometimes we need to be silent and we're saying more, that's so that's true impact there. Yeah. Like true, true impact, I think. Um, and then also, like I was saying, like knowing when we feel like we can embrace our voice and when our voice is necessary to be heard so that people aren't just assuming the responsibility because there's no one left to say anything. Mm-hmm. That's so important. I am an Enneagram eight. <laughs> so I am like the definition of defiance and uh, questioning authority, which I'm mm-hmm. sure no one has gotten up to this point, especially in this interview. No one <laughs> understands that at all. Um, but questioning everything is so powerful and it makes what we have to say deeper and more rich. And I like am excited for more businesses to take on that challenge because it also like creates great accountability too. It like self accountability and transparency. I think that's another kind of flip of content that we don't see very much Mm -hmm. um, quite yet. We saw it a little bit back in June yeah, for sure with um, so many industry leaders getting called out for the treatment of black women, black coaches, minorities. Um, It was, very interesting to see. And it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how people embody the idea that we need to start like understanding the weight of our words, um, Mm -hmm. as we move through the rest of this year and into next year. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so good. This was so good, Kelly. This was so, so good. So let's end on three tips. So let's say I have an audience member who is listening to all this and she's like, wow, or he, my content is like the most surface level thing ever. What would be like the first three steps that they could take like right after this podcast to 
just, and y'all like content is all, it's like an ongoing, improving, flowy process. Like we never really get there. So you really need to have, in my opinion, like a growth mindset, like writing, communicating is challenging. It's not like an easy skill. So what would be like three steps where they could just start improving like their content process? Yes. Okay. Step, step one for improving your content process, like right now, like right when this turns off is first you need to evaluate your why a thousand percent. I know like so many people say that and they're like, evaluate your why, but I really mean it like evaluate why you started this business to begin with and give yourself space to really think that through and write it out. I mean it like write, sit at your computer and type, write it in a journal, whatever you feel like works for you. That is your first step because it is the foundation of any great story is the why anything, whether it's in business or in regular life, the why is the most important part. Mm -hmm. Then I think the next thing, step number two from there is thinking about what you feel like isn't said in the things that you do in your business or in your niche. Um, that has been what I have found to be the most inspirational thing for my clients and people around me is when they evaluate what's not said. And because there, that means that there's a gap. That yes, means that there is something that, that gap. <laughs> yes. Fill the gap. Yeah. It's, it means that there was something, there are things left on the table that's I 1000% guarantee you people are wishing was there and wishing would be explained to them or just help them feel seen in there. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's step two for me. And then I would say step three is I would find whether it's your like business pal, your best friend, your partner, whoever it is. And talk to them about both of step one and step two and record it. Talk to them about it and listen to how you talk about it. And think critically when you listen back about what tone you used. What were some of the words that you were bringing out in there? How, like, where, where did you get, like, really fiery and passionate? And where did you feel, like, more, like, meaningful or you felt like there was more layers there that you're still trying to navigate through that's going to help you really think about your voice yeah. as well because we talk a lot about with content how we want to bring like the voice of our our ideal clients out too and yes that's like hugely important we absolutely have to do that but we need a voice too yeah like your voice has to be individualized and the best way to do that is talk to somebody who like is low stakes, you feel comfortable around and like actually listen back. It's going to be a little cringy at first, but I promise you it's worth it. Those would be my three things that you should go do to kind of get you rolling. Yeah. So recap, step one, evaluate your why and like dive deep into this y'all, not just like, Oh, I want to be a stay at home mom. Okay. Why do you want to be a stay at home mom? Why does that matter to you? Like what impact are you making? Like go with your why, go deep. Go and deep, step two, what isn't being said? That is like the best advice I've ever heard in my entire life because that is how you're going to create a business that is successful. A lot of y'all have businesses, tough love here, that are the same as everybody else. And you're wondering why you're struggling. It's because you are saying what everybody else is saying, right? It's nothing new. So if you can identify what people are not saying, that is automatically going to make you a leader <laughs> and it's going to make your business stand out above others. And then number three is find somebody to talk to about one and two and record it and watch it back. So good. So good. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate you being on the show. I've been so excited. I knew when I started a podcast, I was like, Kelly's going to be one of my... <laughs> 
she's going to be somebody I have to talk to just because this is so important. You know, this is not talked about. You're talking about something that is not spoken about. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love it so much. So let everybody know where they can find you. Do you have anything coming out that they should know about? Give us the deep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, one, thank you so yeah, of course. freaking much for having me on. <laughs> I loved it so much. Like, uh, like, thank you for, and for like all the kind words about what I'm doing. Like, I yeah, really appreciate it. I love, course. I literally love what I do so much. And I see the huge impact it has on people when they start to really like own their story and like use it and like their voice just shines in their space. And it's like the best. I'm so glad that we got to chat about this and yeah. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Instagram at the Kelly Schmidt. It's a fun time over on my corner of the internet. Y'all we've got memes, we've got (laughs) sassy reels and sometimes they go live and it's really fun. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I mean, coming, coming up, I take one-on-ones, which is really fun. It's actually like a really huge foundation of my business is really working with people one-on-one to create custom content strategies for their overall business. And it is so much fun. I'm already starting to like take in some people for 2021, which is very, very exciting. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. I am starting an IGTV series that is talking about clarity and our voice in our business. I'm going to be interviewing fun, fun people. Taylor, you're going to be on it. I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't care. You're going to be on it. It's going to be great. Um, and then I'm also going to be doing a ton of more like in-depth episodes that give context to some of the basic things we understand about marketing in business, but giving them the context that they need and helping give them a new life and perspective so that we can move through our businesses with more confidence in what we have to say. So I'm very excited. That's going to be coming out in 2021. It's going to be very cool, but I'm going to be dropping some like early episodes in December. So perfect. Yay. That's so exciting. Well, I'll make sure I put Kelly's Instagram handle in the show notes. Make sure you go give her a follow. If y'all love the episode, tag both of us on your stories. We would love to hear your feedback. Hopefully it's good feedback. Hopefully. Yes. Yes. Controversial, (laughs) but good. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate you being on the show and we will see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than a Mama podcast. Before you go fold that laundry that's been sitting there since last weekend, I have one more thing for you. My mission is to create content that serves and impacts you. So if you love what you heard today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot your review, and tag me on Instagram at morethanamama underscore so I can connect and create content for you, my listeners. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to make waves today. Bye.